Punkt. United Way, Episode 4. <sighs> I'm Al Foran. I'm Damien Roderick, starting this one with deep sighs. <laughs> <sighs> it's been a tough it's been a tough week, mate. When can we start questioning Rashford the Rashford is terrible. He's awful. Let's forget about the 30 goals he scored last year. Let's bring Maguire back. Martinez is not it. Yeah, oh yeah, Martinez is it. Yeah, the butcher. Oh. <sighs> right. Um, so last week, the third episode, we um, it was basically before the Premier League season started. We are two games into the season. The Wolves game, I mean, with the way the reaction was online, it felt like we lost. Mm. Even though we won, lucky to win. In fairness, and incredibly lucky, incredibly to, win. lucky to win. Um, I mean, we may as well start off in order uh, with Wolves. What was your take on that game? Um, yeah, as I said, incredibly lucky to win that game. Mm. Incredibly lucky. Um, they were denied a Stonewall penalty. I, I, I felt we were denied a penalty. I feel that the Rashford header that yes. hit a hand. I felt that was a handball. Yeah. Um, and maybe. Maybe they didn't get their penalty because we didn't get ours. Maybe that's part of yeah. the thinking. And we discussed this in, in the Spores game. Um, we didn't get a penalty there, which was a Stonewall penalty. And that's yeah. probably the aftermath of what mm. happened in the Wolves game, which is not how refereeing should yeah. be done. But I think overall, I think um, what we've done well is we pressed well and we tried to win the ball high. We kept possession well. We worked out from the back. You can see what's trying to be implemented into the mm. team. But I think it was just very flat and there wasn't enough movement off the ball. I think there's... It's retaining possession that's a major issue. In the midfield. It's The midfield is just overrun. It's unbalanced and it's overrun. And it's why he was how, crying out for De Jong last, last summer. How do we sell Fred and become worse? Yeah. I know. <laughs> and like a player who is known to give, give the, the ball, ball away <laughs> frequently. Um... Yeah, I think it's the fact that there wasn't enough protection for Casemiro. You have Mount and Bruno, who are essentially number 10s. Um, and both of them going off like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid oh into the sunset. God. And then poor Casemiro sitting there trying to protect the Alamo on his own. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Madness. And being carved apart. Like, it's funny, like, you know, a lot of people say, no, Casemiro's legs are gone. Casemiro was never known for his pace. He was never he was never a player that was known for that. When he played in that midfield three with um, Cruz and Modric, he had a number eight in Cruz who provided that bit of protection in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know, Cruz didn't play that high up like Mount and Fernandez did. And here's the issue, and we had this chat um, before we, we started recording about Bruno Fernandez. And I always go back to the game two years ago against Aston Villa away where we drew two all. It was a very frustrating game, but Bruno Fernandes' performance uh, in the number eight role in that game, he played alongside with Fred and Matic. He was absolutely superb. He didn't put a foot wrong, didn't give the ball away. Um, I honestly think if he just drops a slight bit deeper in that midfield, he plays far better. When he plays in the 10, I'm sorry, he's just... uh, Yes, he look. You you you'll get good performances out of him, 
but it's just not consistent enough. Mm. He needs to play a little bit deeper. Yeah, I, I personally think he's much more effective deeper. Yeah. He's much more effective at breaking the lines. Um, his ability to pick out a pass at mid to long range and set certain runners yeah. off his vision and his ability to make those passes, I, I think is the best player that we have yeah. to, to do that. I think the only alternative is if I, we discussed this again when we were having lunch before coming on, I think Ten Hag obviously sees the lack of goals in the team. So he's trying yeah. to get someone like Bruno as close to the goal as possible. Yeah. Um, which, which is fair, but I just don't think it's working. And if that's the way it is, when we are in possession of the ball, I think Martinez needs to step into the midfield mm. beside Casemiro to potentially break any sort of counter-attacks and numerical advantages that are happening in he the middle of the park. He that though. He hasn't tried that yet with Martinez. And there's no reason why we can't because yeah. we now have Onana who is more than capable of stepping up and being yeah. a sweeper. Yeah. He's, he's confident and comfortable enough on the ball. Yeah. So I don't understand why Martinez is not we'll stepping up to fill that hole. Because um, that was kind of the only bit of, the only slight bit of positive um, Positive feelings we had after those two games with Onana. Bar, yeah, bar like the bar, bar the penalty, there should have been a penalty. Yeah. Um, like especially the Spurs game, I thought he's probably he was our best player. Yeah, I, I felt he was he was our best player. I, I felt that pass to Garnacho. Yeah, well, I can't pick out another standout performance other than than uh, Onana. And don't get me wrong, he didn't have. Millions to do. He was like it wasn't like he was under the cusp and having a yeah. De Gea against Arsenal sort of performance where he's making you know double digit saves. But by by far, oh, I thought he was shy uh, defending. But I thought going forward he was good. Yeah, well, their their fourth goal. Whatever happened with Shaw and Garnacho on that line, why both of them the just space that both both of them just, both of them decided to just <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it's not even switch off. Both both of them. I have no explanation for it. Both of them were just missing. Yeah. Um, and that was the cause of that fourth goal. Um, yeah, it was a tough watch. It was, it a, was tough watch. a tough watch. Um, I tweeted in the first half, and I know what, <clears> look, it <throat> was for the first. Yeah, half I, an I hour. agree. I was really impressed with them, and I thought, this is, these first 30 minutes have proved that it is a far cry from what we've seen on Monday night. But second half came along, and they completely reverted back to. To how they played on Monday night, I think they just completely switched off. Um, but I was impressed. There was a lot of chances created. Um, Rashford, I mean, he was obviously offside for that absolutely majestic Rabona cross from from Bruno. Um, Bruno with the the free header, like yeah, you should be uh, burying them. You should be burying. Should be burying them. them. You should be. The, burying the thing them. is, if you're offside, there's no excuse. That should hit the back of the net and left yeah. bar figure it out yeah. there's not like if you if you're offside you should be scoring there's yeah. there's no question about it yeah. and let let Vara lines whenever else make that decision afterwards yeah. there's just no way um, but we had so many we did we had so many chances in that first half yeah we we did like, but, <laughs> but then I think um, like Spurs hit the woodwork twice in quick succession yeah Poro. Um and then we obviously hit the woodwork as well um, at, at one stage but I, f- I felt what I recognised from both games is obviously we've went from being a transitional team yeah. to being a possession based team which makes sense it's what the, the coach wants Yeah, uh, it's what you pay the money for a player like Onana 
so you can implement that into yeah, the team. But, but you don't have that in the midfield. Exactly. You've got a number six and he's got two number tens playing in front of him. And that's exactly it because what happens is we've become a possession-based team and the two teams that we've played against have set up tactically to be a transition-based yeah. team and they absolutely murder us through the middle. Do you notice how we retained possession better when Ericsson came on? Yeah, yeah big time boy because he's a number eight. Yeah. He's not playing as high because he's older, he's disciplined, yeah. he knows he hasn't got the legs, he's much yeah. more experienced and that's why. Yeah. And they're seeing the clip of Mason Mount sitting on the bench there and it looks like he's questioning every life decision that he's ever made. But that's because he's probably been very critical of himself. Yeah, he's probably I, sitting there and thinking, we're losing this game because of me. I felt really sorry for him. I think so as well. I yeah. think his work rate and his application is unquestionable. Yeah. Um, I just think the manager needs to implement him into the squad in a much better way but as we said it either needs to be a rotation with Bruno or you're playing with Bruno yeah. but in a different position because it, it cannot be a midfield tree of Casemiro, no. Bruno and Mount it cannot, it cannot work and like we've got Champions League coming up this season as well you know League Cup games and stuff like that FA Cup like th- there's every chance that Mount can be rotated with Bruno because that's realistically that's the best position he can play in in that number 10 mm-hmm. when he's playing you know alongside Bruno as another number 10 it just does not work I also thought as well you could maybe try him out on the right wing I don't know I yeah. I, th- I think he th- he played on the right for Chelsea another thing that frustrates me so much as well is when Bruno plays on the right for like 10 minutes like what the fuck's going on there yeah I, it like, I never really get that either he's but, so ineffective I, I don't get it I and then the only other thing is then if you want to play Mount and Bruno at the same time you don't want to push either Mount to a wing play one of them as a false nine. Well, yeah. I'd be pushing Mount out to the wing. I'd be trying him out in the wing as opposed to Bruno. I'd rather him just be a rotation player. There's just no harm in that. City do it all the time. They spent 100 million on Jack Grealish and, exactly. they, and they rotate in and out all exactly. the time. Yeah. There's just no harm in having rotation players. Yeah. You just need to convince these players that there is a bigger picture at stake here. Yeah. We are a squad yeah. that has to play in multiple competitions and every player has to play their role. Yeah. And no player gets to play 90 minutes yeah. every single week other than Bruno. Uh, other than Bruno. Either, either that or, yeah, or, or have him rotate as well with Anthony yeah. on that right wing. And I felt, obviously we had a lot to say about Garnacho post-season and he's obviously had two relatively poor games. I felt in the Wolves game, he was a little bit targeted. Yeah. Wolves actively were a bit heavy on the challenges not saying that they were found them but they yeah. were aggressive oh they were they were aggressive very and, aggressive and the reason for that is because they didn't want him to grow into the game yeah. which goes to show his quality yeah. it goes to show that he's a threat that they've implemented a game plan to nullify that quickly mm. and I think he obviously he's very young so he's obviously not mature enough to understand how to uh, find solutions to that problem because yeah. players like Ronaldo or Messi as they got older they they and they're good enough. They're yeah. the best players that've ever played the game. Mm. They find solutions to those problems. Yeah. And I felt against Wolves, Ganacho probably should have been taken off sooner. Yeah. And Rashford should have been pushed out left and Sancho played as a false nine as they did in pre-season. And I felt at Spurs that's probably how we should have started. Yeah. Because if you're being overrun in the midfield, Sancho can completely drop into yeah, a 10 yeah. and then Bruno can completely drop into the midfield yeah, and, and then there's no numerical advantage then. Yeah, yeah, you essentially go to a 4 5 one or whatever it is and he goes out, to out possession. position where I think he plays his best as number eight. Yeah. Um, Anthony as well, he was a conundrum yesterday. Some flashes of brilliance and then just, I was scratching my head wondering what the hell is he doing? It's kind of like, 
it's kind of like a Fred situation on the wings with Anthony. I, I don't know what to expect of him. I think he forces it a little. Yeah, I think he does. I think he forces yeah. it a little. He's trying to make things happen when they're not on. Yeah. Um, and in the Premier League, that doesn't work. It might work in other leagues when it's a little bit slower. Teams are much slower in transition. Yeah. Doesn't work in the Premier League. No. It does not work. In the, you will get eaten alive by any team in the top 10. Mm. By, by giving the ball away in cheap areas like that. Yeah. Um, especially on the flanks. And yeah. Wambasaka is great as a 1v1 tackle. But other than that, I mean, you're just leaving your defence out to dry. I think Martinez had over the the two nineties, I think he probably had a, an hour's worth of good football over the two games. Yeah. Flashes of it. Um but I also think that is we, we saw it with um Lindelof and Maguire a little bit before Casemiro came in. The defence was under the cusp all the time. Yeah. And then when Casemiro came in that was nullified a little bit. Because yeah. you had Casemiro or Fred, Casemiro or McTominay, and as we said, well, yeah, Fernandez was the ha- eight. He had a midfielder in front of them that that's dropped prote- a little deep. And that's protecting them, yeah. yeah. And I feel Martinez is struggling a little bit now because there's only so much Casemiro can do. And yeah. when we're outnumbered in the midfield and we're overrun and there's a pile of pressure being put onto the back four, there's only so, so much they can handle. What do you think of Jamie Carragher's take on Casemiro ultimately being quote-unquote finished? Like, that, he, he might as well just be like a Twitter fanboy. Like, that is like mm. a reactionary Twitter tweet. That yeah. sort of comment is like from a professional pundit to say something like that is absolutely mental. This guy has won basically everything that football, that club football has to offer. Yeah. Has has a career that would dwarf someone like Jamie Carragher. Mm. Like Jamie Carragher could not lace Casemiro's boots. I'm telling you that for a fact. Mm. Casemiro did a better job at right back than Jamie Carragher ever did, on and centre back and anywhere else that Jamie Carragher even attempted to play in his entire career. He's not even close to the same footballer that Casemiro is. I think that's. <laughs> you know, I'm, I think it's disrespectful, true to Lee, but that's just my opinion. So, no, um, no, I thought it was ridiculous. I thought Rid- it, was, ridiculous. it was another kind of Martinez thing, like you know, before Martinez even had a chance. Did Casemiro get in team of the year last year? Car- yeah, only United players getting team of the year. Yeah, yeah. And, and now all of a sudden, two games and he's finished. Was he? He was in team of the year. I think was he was he? in team of the year. Was he? Did he get ahead of Rodri? While he's looking for that Rashford, um, came off. He looked a bit. Stroppy when he came off. I don't. I think. I, I think don't, people are looking too much into that. I think I, he's annoyed yeah. himself that. Agreed. I don't know. think he's. I don't think he's trying to strop that he got subbed off. I yeah. think he's trying to strop that he didn't perform well. Yeah. He was absent in a lot of the game. Yeah. And we're losing two 0 Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's his. But, but the, the Twitter keyboard warrior. Oh, of gonna course. Jump to, jump to the conclusions though. But when that like, like um, stroppy and annoyed at the manager. Just sure. Just Shaw. Just Shaw, so, yeah. So, so Rodri in the middle then instead, yeah. of, instead of Casemiro, which is fair. I think fair. Rodri is it's, probably it's the best best defensive midfielder player. in the Premier League, if not Europe. No, he's the best in the world. Yeah, he's insane. Oh, he's unbelievable. Insane. But um, Rodri, if you're watching this, there's a contract that you know it if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. But, um, 200 million. I think, um, yeah, Rashford down the middle is as useful as an inflatable dartboard. Yeah. It's It just does not work. It's it's not even a round peg in a square hole yeah. type of thing. It's like trying to fit a dump truck. He, into he even f- said it himself in the overlap interview with yeah, Gary Neville during the summer. He goes, yeah. He goes, look, if, if the manager wants me to play in that position, I will. I just do find it kind of a lot more difficult time in my runs playing centrally as opposed to playing out on the left and wing. And he can't angle them as he much. Ang- you know. And the thing is, I think <clears throat> Rashford really flourishes in like uh, an isolation where he's like, uh, he's able to 
get his defender in a one-on-one situation. Yeah. That does not happen when you're playing century. No. Because you've two centre-backs on you. No. It's very, very difficult. Get Rashford out on that left wing and this kid, I, I pray to God he's not injury prone. I pray to God this isn't a bad, um, this isn't a serious issue. Uh, but Hoyland, and I feel sorry for him as well because I don't think we're going to sign another striker. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on Hoyland to perform in that number nine role now. Especially and he's now. only 20 years old. And I think it is important, you know, that we probably should look for a striker if the rumours are true about Martial going to Saudi. And also, I apologise with the Chumaini thing. I don't think that's happening, folks. So I hold my hands up. Apologies. I just heard it. You can but it, berate me all you It's want. the same as the Arabat thing. I don't think it's happening because United are struggling to it's, free up funds and, yeah. and still be compliant with financial fair it's, play. It, it, there's, it's, struggling. It's, it's them struggling to offload players. Mm. Like, and but why are we the only team? We, we, why are we the only team that seems to be we walking within? We from a, from a mental um, health standpoint. We passionately defended Harry Maguire a few weeks ago. And I've, I'm still against booing one of your own players. But asking we for a boy, we, we can we can um, we can also question his his ambition as a, as a footballer, like asking for a boy out is mental. Yeah, is mental because you cannot agree to personal terms to a new club to add a reduced wages and then turn around to your current employer and be like, oh, I want to be bought out of my contract. Because if we agree a fee, that's them buying your contract. Yeah, that contract doesn't exist anymore. There's nothing to buy you out yeah. of. And he wasn't even in the squad yesterday. So, and this is the thing as well, a lot of people were annoyed with Ten Hag. They, he, he said in the interview that the midfield played well. Um, he was happy with it. Take what he says with a pinch of salt, please. This is the folks. thing. Like, because he addresses all of these issues that you fucking complain about on Twitter in a private matter. That's all internal. addressed. Yeah, it's all internal. Fergie done it for years. Fergie never threw a single player under the bus. Never did it. So... For people wanting him to come out and blast the play, he's not doing that. It's a different approach. Mm. And Ole never did it either. Ole never blasted the players. No. I firmly believe that he, there there might be a lot of issues going on at the club as well with morale. It's been a fucking horrendous week for this football club. I think all of this mess regarding Mason Greenwood is having an effect on the entire club and it is trickling onto the pitch. Yeah. And I, I, and I ha- don't want to use I that had as a an feeling, excuse. I had a feeling it was going to be like that yesterday against Spurs. I had a feeling there was going to be there was going to be major cracks you were going to see. It just seems that I don't want to use it as an excuse. We we played poor against Spurs. Yeah. And we deserved to lose that game. We played poor against Wolves and we were very, very lucky to win that game. Yeah. And I don't want to use it as an excuse but I do feel that Maybe not. Maybe the the players are obviously maybe their minds are preoccupied from a PR standpoint. You know, yeah. obviously a lot of them would have been mates with Greenwood. Yeah. Um. So it's hard to know where they kind of stand on that aspect, and they're they're obviously have their agents and their PR teams, and you know, PR teams all trying to manage them on on that aspect, and whether they stand on one side of the fence or the other side of the mm-hmm. fence, they have to remain quiet. Yeah. And the manager, who should be purely focused on the game at hand clearly has this big, huge elephant in the room to yeah. deal with. And I think it is having an impact on the pitch. And the yeah. faster that the club make a definitive decision and say, this is it, the better the, like, the, better the whole thing becomes. And, and the I, issue at hand happened when he wasn't even at the club. 
bear in mind. Yes. So he's had to take on um, this major issue. It's a very, um, it's it's a sensitive situation. Mm. I fully back, from what I've heard, I fully back some of the staff members who... Um, threatening to go on strike threatening or, or to go on threatening strike, to resign. Or threatening to yeah. resign uh, um, if, I think if they, he is back in the squad. I think they deserve a lot of credit to be brave enough to yeah. do those things. I think the way it's been handled um, by Richard Arnold, who I actually thought was doing a very good job Mm-hmm. Um, as Ed Woodward's successor up until this point it's been absolutely horrendous on his part and I mean it could very well end up being a, you know ultimately his, his resi- it could be his resignation um, yeah pipeline due, due to this horrid mess um, but my opinion like he shouldn't step I don't think he shouldn't step. He shouldn't step on that old Trafford. I ever. I like. I had. <clears throat> I made some notes in in me phone regarding this in regards to uh, a couple of vi- videos that were circling online that were kind of supporting um, Greenwood coming back and uh, obviously our uh, views on that are very much. I don't think he, like. I don't think he should ever pull that sacred short over his head ever again. I don't think he's worthy of donning that crest on his chest. I really don't. It is a privilege to play for Manchester United. It's not a given. It's a privilege to play for our club. And there's very few clubs in the world that are held to that standard. Mm. And I think it's the responsibility of the club and the fans to maintain that standard. And I don't think Greenwood doesn't fit that standard anymore. I don't care how good of a footballer he was. Because I'm telling you point blank now, people want him back. He hasn't kicked the football in two years. Not going to be the same guy. I think you'll find as well the majority of the match-going fans are completely against it. And... If if like it's looking like it's it's gonna be it's he's not gonna be coming back now due to no. the backlash. But, but if 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 it does happen, but uh, that's, you will find yeah. there there will be a hostile atmosphere. Yeah, big time. And I think that in itself is is a negative because the club should have said there's absolutely no way back from this. There's just not. Yeah. Because this is the standards that we maintain at the club, and there's just no there's just no return. There's no pathway back. We're very sorry. Yeah. This is what it is. Go play your, fo- your football elsewhere, mate. Thanks yeah. very much. We'll buy you out of your contract. There you go. And, and enjoy, mate. Best uh, of luck. I, I know I've kind of criticised Richard Arnold as well and he has handled it absolutely horrifically. But um, the Glazers, just you look after that, Richard. That was Joel Gla- Apparently Joel Glazer wanted no, yeah, no like, part I mean, of, of dealing with this like, I mean, which, which, is, which, is, <clears throat> which is fair enough I mean the guy doesn't even go to United Games let alone know what's going on in the everyday dealings of, of, of the club sensitive enough issue where um, I think the hierarchy need to actually have yeah but at the same time he's, sort of, he's employing this guy to deal with things like that so that, this is Arnold's job it is, it is, no it's it his is job ultimately, and, he's, and he's made a ultimately complete ultimately it, it is his job but but the decision, I suppose, and I suppose when you when you look at it that way, the Glazers don't really give a fuck about PR, do they? No. You know, they don't really care about 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 that. So, yeah, well, maybe well, maybe maybe I can see why they're they're not yeah. getting involved. And I personally think the decision should not have come down to backlash. It shouldn't have come down to like a PR issue. Or the staff are going to strike. <laughs> what did they think? Honestly, what did they what did they think the but, reaction was going to be? But this is what I mean. Like are they that? That's the thing. Are they that brain dead? Are they that fucking yes. narrow-minded to think that? Ah, well, you know, it happened. Um, he's coming back into the team, you know, and yeah, we, we'll forgive him. Did they honestly think that? No. What we heard in those audio clips 
Like and the videos and the photos, it's it's unforgivable. Know, it is unforgivable. It's unforgivable. And then these videos, I don't support. I'm not going to use the, the the words because I, I like I don't want to give that airtime. There's probably people that are listening to this, and there's plenty of female fans out there that probably find certain words triggering. So I'm not going to use them. Yeah. We'll, we'll be yeah. PC about it. Yeah. Um, well, saying things like I don't support X, but. That's like oh. saying. That's like saying. Like, oh, I actually tweeted it. I'm not racist, but I'm not a homophobic, but. Yeah. That word "but" completely negates everything that you've just said. Mm. It completely negates it, right? Because if you yeah, want Greenwood back in the team, you do support that. You are condoning his actions. Yeah. And we hold ourselves to the higher standard, in my opinion, right? I saw a video and someone said, "Oh, and Marcus Alonso, Chelsea played him and he killed somebody. Arsenal played Thomas Partey and he done what he done. John Terry done what he done. So what?" None of them are United players. Mm. None of them have ever been United players or will ever be United players. Why, sh- why should we lower our standards just because other clubs did? Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I tell you, and then we saw that tweet, that tweet, I'm not going to name this guy because I don't think he deserved the earth one. We saw a tweet, you know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and he said, if Greenwood scores a brace, you're telling me that you won't celebrate. And I, what did I say to you? I said, if I look at the team sheet and Mason Greenwood is on the team sheet, I'm not watching the you're game. I'm watching the game and I'd be the same. I'm telling I would you. be the same. I'd be too uncomfortable watching it. I'm like, no, this is this is not right. No. This is this is not fucking right. I'd, I'd, I'd see the result and go, great, three points. That's it. Let's hope he's not on the team next week so we can actually watch yeah. the game. I'll tell you point blank now, I will refuse to watch a United game if he's in the lineup. Mm. Straight up. I've seen a couple of tweets as well about an ex-player who I won't mention. Um, but he uh, I don't know if you've seen these tweets but he met Greenwood and his father and said these are the tweets that were deleted afterwards yeah yeah. and um, he said oh you know I felt really sorry for the young lad he's made a terrible mistake please forgive him please kind of you know understand that you know he's made this mistake Um, he feels terrible about it but like Firstly, you know, the tweets are deleted, but what's in those audio clips, it's there it's forever. It's going to be there forever. And people it's, more that people feel bad about it's, it. It's a horrible reminder to all of the, especially the female fans. Big point. The female staff at the club. They, they deserve to feckin', they deserve to have a huge say in this. And I think they have. I think the the backlash online has led to main, and I hope it's it's the majority of the female staff at the club who are who are also um, protesting against this well, and going so. on strike. You know, it's listen. It's a sensitive topic. Um, it's 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 annoyed me so much that it, it was even considered because I watched this last season and I and I seen so much promise and I just felt as if we've moved on from from this guy, even though. You know, he's still technically contracted to the club. So mm. I thought it just looked like we were kind of just moving away from tactically even having this guy in the team. You know, we brought in a couple of new players. There's stuff about Anthony as well. I I don't know if that's true or not as well. Like it's but, uh, it's like, a bit of a I I don't know what to yeah. think about the whole stuff about Anthony. It seems well, there seems to be obviously there's not as um, with the Greenwood stuff. It's very concrete. Yeah, we saw the videos, the audio clips, the photos, very concrete. And obviously, I haven't heard anything about about Anthony. But if any evidence even remotely close to the Greenwood stuff came out about Anthony, I would hold the exact same opinion. I'd be like, I don't want to go near the club. Yeah. Point point blank, I don't yeah. care who it is. Don't care if it's my favorite player. Don't care if it's our best player. Yeah. Don't care who it is. 
or just uh, do not come down, come down that stuff. We have one of the biggest fan bases in the world. We have a huge female fan base, which is growing consistently all of the time. You see it on Twitter. We also have we also have a very good women's football. A very team good as women's well. team. Lots of female yeah, no. staff around the entire club, and I feel not that we're 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 English, but you look at you know a player like Ella Toon. I don't know what who won the World Cup. It's on tonight. Oh, it's on tonight. No, it was on on this morning. Spain won. Oh, Spain won it. Okay, Spain won. But you had Ella Toon scoring that um, half volley, you know, in the semi final of of the World Cup for England. Yeah, and they just signed that Brazil. They they just signed that Brazilian girl as well, which is so. It's a real. um, And I'd imagine some of the female players, you know, would be disgusted with this um, big big time situation as well. And and you know where there was. A rumor of them being consulted, that coming out publicly, yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, we talked about, we talked about that last week. Yeah, absolutely, just disgusting, completely needless, completely disgusting. needless to, um, to put them, you know, to throw to, them under the bus, putting them to, in a to, really to, bad position. Yeah, to horrible because and as also as well, I've noticed on social media, there's a lot of female fans who, rightly so, are speaking out against this, and they are getting a ton of hate from. Um, a certain, certain sector certain of the fan sec- base. Yeah, a certain sector of, of the fan base. So, mm-hmm. look, it's a sensitive um, situation. Uh, I hope the club do the right thing. I hope they do as well. And I hope they yeah. do it soon. Yeah, just to, just to be... Uh, because because um, I also heard a rumour that the, the, the takeover is essentially a done deal for 7.4 yeah. billion. I heard about that as well. But apparently it's on hold to this green once stuff is sorted. Okay. So that in itself is should be another reason why to get this thing done, dusted. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even saying under the carpet. I'm saying line in the sand, full stop, do the right thing. Yeah. Just buy him out whatever the rest of his contract is and release the guy. If if another club picks him up, no problem. He's not our issue anymore. Yeah. He's not our player. If he's not playing for my club, I'll never think of yeah. Mason Greenwood again. He'll he'll never come into my consciousness mm. ever. He'll always be that player that had the potential to, to go on and, and be a superstar and he completely ruined it. Yeah. So, I think that's enough about Mason. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you put out a tweet there yesterday. About, yes. Uh, who about our favourite players growing up. Yeah. Well, we, we'll go through some of the responses that you so, got and then we'll name our two. David, you've got to chime in on this as well. Yeah, not the best player but your favourite Your favourite. Like the one that you just fucking loved and admired. was always Ronaldo. Ronaldo, I had okay. posters all over my wall. Did you? Ronaldo, yeah. And the okay. day he left the first time, I turned that poster into a dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Love it. I hated Ronaldo for the first season or two at Madrid after he left. Yeah, same. And then I kind of, I, I loved him back again. I don't know why. I, I, I fell in love with him again. Yeah, you appreciate I was like, oh. You just have to appreciate how good he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rooney was a was a top one. Lots of people saying Rooney, which is hard to argue. Clubs yeah. all time leading scorer, probably the greatest player that England have ever name produced. Them, name them. Name some of the people. Give them a shout out. Uh, Owen Moore. Uh, oh, by the way, shout out to Owen. He messages me every week about how much he loves our podcast. Yeah, He's very, a massive United fan. Yeah, and always engages back and forth on Twitter. Always engages. He's brilliant. Yeah. So Owen, shout out to you. Owen, Owen was Rooney. Um, says the best player that England have ever produced. Uh, and it's hard to argue with facts. It's funny, a lot. Of, I I I believe that as well. I do. Um, I, that opinion I do agree with. But if I talk to my 
my uncles, my dad, kind of the older generation, they always say no. Best. It's Gaza. Oh, well, yeah, even they um, always say They say Rooney and Gaza are so similar, but they say there was something about Gaza that was just special. Um, doesn't Fergie have a quote like that as well? Didn't he have like, uh, he had some like, he's, I think he's uh, an interview with Gary Neville and he mentions the midfield yeah. and he's just like, jeez, what a midfield that was and Gaza just ran amok. Uh, <laughs> just took the piss out of them all. Like, you know. But he was a special, special player. Special player. A lot of people say he was, he's one of the most talented players that England have ever produced. Yeah, I think I, I think so. I think... For me, though, to witness Wayne Rooney, I, I, I think it's Rooney. I, I think... How do, how do I put this? I think I think Gaza is more talented than Rooney. But I think Rooney's a better footballer. Yeah. Like, what Rooney was able to do to be able to spot the strengths in his teammates yeah. and the ability to enhance those strengths by adapting his his game but not losing his game and not losing his impact on a game mm. I think is absolutely insane yeah. and there's few, few players that have that oh. Perlo may be one of them Zidane may be one of them yeah. that have the ability to enhance the players around R- them Rooney's an anomaly Completely. I don't think you I don't think you'll ever you won't see a player like Rooney maybe until Kai comes along <laughs> <laughs> but you won't see a player like that in a long, long time. No. Because I remember watching him at first, you know, and thinking, like, this kid's a striker, but, like, fucking hell, you could slot him into midfield and he'll do a job in there, no problem. His passing was ridiculous. His shooting, his chipping, his, his, his yeah. link-up play. His technical ability. His technical ability. He was skillful. He, like he's strong. You'd, you'd watch him and you'd like, oh, yeah, he's got that kind of, he's that broody kind of, no nonsense English player, and then you'd see him out in the wings, and he'd be doing all this skill. And you think, is he from fucking Brazil? Like he just had everything, everything all in one. That kind of that Roy of the Rovers kind of player, you know, yeah. that fucking the ultimate hero ball player. Yeah. That's that was Wayne Rooney. You know, watching him in his pump, so so good. And you know, the debut against Fenerbahce that was the start with the of with a ripped short. You yeah. ripped this, ripped the collar open on a short. That was the start of, of something special. Yeah. You know, and David, obviously, you you said Ronaldo, and we, we we spoke about Rooney and Ronaldo and how kind of Rooney was the better player for a couple of years before Ronaldo kind of matured as a player mm-hmm. and became a different beast. And as I said, I think Rooney had the ability to enhance players. I don't think Ronaldo becomes that player but I, without Rooney. Yeah. And I still, to this day, Rooney had more to his game than Ronaldo. Probably wasn't as skillful, but like regards to pass and creativity, Ronaldo probably the better goal scorer. But Rooney had just that that bit more to mm. his game. He he did. Ronaldo is 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 a better player. But if you get what I'm saying, yeah. Rooney, he just had more all round. Gives you more. Yeah, to there the was game. he was like, more would you all ra- round. Player. Would you rather have ten Ronaldos in your team or ten Rooneys in your team? Because I'd rather have ten Rooneys. Yeah, I would. Easy. I would. And and the thing about Ronaldo is his like regards to being an athlete, his fitness levels are like immense. Uh, yeah. Immense like. Like out of this world. Never drank. You know, always kept always keeps fit, still does to this day, even though he's playing over in, in Saudi Arabia. Like Rooney, or, or you know, and the thing with Rooney was was it was another frustrating aspect about him. You'd know he had a great fucking summer when we come back for the brand new season yeah. because it would take until maybe late September, October for us to kind of see the okay, Wayne's back, Rooney's <laughs> back, and it would. Do you remember? I remember like it was before five seasons in a row. He can't. He he really 
hit his stride around October and he'd always get October player of the month <laughs> all the time October was like a month where Rooney was just fucking okay yeah he's starting to fucking starting to pour he's, yeah he's in fifth gear now yeah Um, have you got any others I have another so the class of 82 the old school red said Cantona yeah and I was gonna touch on Cantona just about you know I, I never really watched Cantona much in the 90s but I had Cantona on the back of my jerseys and all that and I obviously didn't understand the game that well because I was maybe six or seven. But um, Cantona for me in the 90s was like a superhero. The way yeah. my brother, my older brother would talk about him. and the way Godlike. Yeah, godlike. And I go Just back... Just had this aura. I go back to the game um, against Liverpool because we all watch Premier League years. The, the comeback game against Liverpool. He scores that volley. Um, oh well, that was the FA Cup oh, the final, FA Cup final the same season. Back. But when he came back after the ban, this one when he dances around like, the pole, yeah, it was like Steve's walking out into the, the Coliseum. Yeah, well, he just he just had that about him, didn't he? He um, was fucking phenomenal, and probably the um, I, I complete when people say Cantona is their favorite player of all time at United, I I will never have a dispute with you. I'll never have a debate with you because he is arguably the most important player that has ever played for this football club. Oh, I think so. As ever well. because when first he, he signed him, he was the catalyst for the success. Yeah, that that came in the years. He took the following. club to the next level. Yeah, he took the, he completely took the club to a new level. So so a few other honourable mentions before I give you my football hot take of the week. So we have Vidic and then uh, yeah. someone else had mentioned that um, wasn't their favourite player growing up but as they got older Park Ji-sung. Okay. Yeah and I actually tweeted back to them saying so like I don't think Park was anybody's favourite player growing up but that, as you mature you realise how important he was to the team and that's why he becomes kind Captain of, Marvel in there? No. Nope. Robbo? No. Nope. Maybe my uh, my Twitter following is a little bit younger than that. Um, yeah. I, I, so, I, I, who's yours? Paul Scholes. Ooh, hard to, I, mine, is, mine is Beckham. Paul Scholes. Mine is Beckham. Man, just growing up yeah. in, in the 90s, my initials at DB, his initials at DB. Yeah. I grew up playing on the right wing. He was a right winger. I wore seven, he wore seven. Consistently brilliant. He is really handsome. I'm really handsome. <laughs> <laughs> for me, Scholes. Uh, I think Scholes is... I think Scholes is the best player to ever play for United. It's like looking at. I think Paul Scholes. Looking at a painting in the Louvre, watching Paul Scholes play yeah, football. Just immense. Unbelievable. Terrible at tackling. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> there has to be a fault in everyone's. There is, and, and that, that was Scholes' huge fault, but my God. Um, he's just consistent, reliable. His passing was just. just what was his nickname? Satlav? Yeah. Sat- isn't, isn't that a story in, in Carrington where players ran off to have a piss and Scholes used to ping balls at the back of them? <laughs> like, or the one of uh, Ronaldo with the tree. Yeah, he's trying to hit, he's trying like to hit the tree or whatever and uh, Scholes, he p- pings it off or something like that. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, uh, Ronaldo's doing loads of, loads of tricks. That's yeah. And, uh, he, Ever tells his story, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think yeah. he goes to Scholes, oh, can you do any of that? Or whatever, and Scholes, he pings two, two or three balls off a tree and goes, can you do that? <laughs> big difference big difference isn't it I think Ronaldo stayed out there for a while probably three as well probably have them probably end up in the tree <laughs> but um, um, yeah. okay before we wrap it up my football hot take, hot take of, of the week, week. Dun, 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 yeah. dun. football Let's hot take of the week so it's non-United related right? so I saw a picture that somebody tweeted on Twitter and it was of an ex-footballer and all the comments were saying like oh my god do you remember him do you remember him he was such a baller such a baller right 
was Edgar Davids really that good mm. or did he just look that cool? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great one. So was he actually that good or did he just look that cool? He was great on FIFA. Because he's the ultimate cool player. Like he the was, glasses. Great on FIFA. was great on FIFA. I can tell you more about Edgar Davids um, as a commercial entity more so as a football player. <laughs> he was on the cover of FIFA. Yeah. Um, he wore really cool Nike boots that I think one of my mates had. Um, he had the goggles as well. Yeah. The cool braids. He was the. He um, was, he was the, probably like other than Beckham. He was just the coolest guy on the pitch. And look, I'm sure someone is going to chime in and say these two fucking idiots. They, they have look not at, watched Edgar Davids. Um, he was part of that Juve team. Juve right? team yeah. that you know nobody thought United would would overcome in mm. the Champions League semi final. You see that reaction from Gary Neville. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Juventus. Oh, <laughs> it was a Torres reaction. He played. A little, he was in the midfield with with Zinedine Zidane. Um, he was also part of a pretty good Dutch team as well, like the Burkamp and Overmars, Clivert. Fuck me, that was a good team. Oh yeah. Oh my god, just thinking of it now. Seydorf as well. Yeah, what a player he is. But uh, I I can't tell you because I I I don't really remember much of of David's playing. He was. On FIFA 2003. But this is what I mean. Him. You look at players like Zidane, you, you remember these moments. You remember yeah. Zidane well, 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 for me, it's the quarterfinals of the World yeah. Cup in 2006 against Brazil. Um, I think it's one of the greatest performances I've yeah. ever seen from a player. And then even like uh, the Champions League final, that left-footed volley, oh, hot yeah. bins. Do, do you ever, do you ever yeah. see a video of the, the, the quarterfinal 2006? Yeah. It was like year on YouTube, but like it was like lovely classic. I think it was like Strauss that lovely classical music that you know your granddad would have listened yeah. to and had CDs of my granddad did but they had that as the background music and that's what should be used in some of the for some of the the YouTube videos for football but I just use think, a bit of classical music especially for midfielders that play with yeah. such an elegance I just think so when you think of like some of the best of the best that's ever been like so say like Messi right? you, yeah. can, you can remember pinpoint like I didn't watch Messi week in week out because I wasn't a Barcelona fan I don't watch the La Liga but yeah. you still remember moments of this guy's career that just are standout oh, yeah. moments right? and it's Messi probably the greatest player to ever play the game or will ever play the game it'll be a long 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 time till we see someone like eclipse what this guy has done Absolutely. Ronaldo the same and obviously Ronaldo played for our club so yeah. we, we saw him week in week out maybe a different story again Zidane didn't watch him week in week out but again you remember these moments because he was yeah. that great that great and then even other players Henri you remember these moments Totti you remember these moments name me three Edgar Davids moments name me two name me one I wow. See, this is what I mean. Was he that good or was he just that cool? I'm going to just watch a YouTube video after the podcast. Uh, no, that doesn't count because you can, like, okay, watch a YouTube video on Edgar Davids, right? And everybody at home do this as well, right? Watch a YouTube video on Edgar Davids, right? Edgar Davids' best bits, right? And yeah. it'll be like, oh, what are these two guys talking about? This guy is immense, right? Do the same thing for Marlon Fellaini. This, like, YouTube <laughs> makes... <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. YouTube makes Fellaini look like Prime Zidane. I'm telling you now. I am telling I you now. Look it up. I Look it up. I'm telling you. Because I was obviously young at the time and 
and naive and when we'd sign a new player I'd watch YouTube videos remember looking at Obertan and thinking whoa this guy is unbelievable telling you he's so quick he's like Henri <laughs> Obertan Henry don't win Henri Henry yeah <laughs> I'm telling you folks thank you very much for listening um <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a, a wild ride as well. Um, yeah, like the last week has been a, been a tough one. I think. This, yeah, it's been a tough one. Um, and hopefully next week's episode, to be honest, slightly lighter now. If yeah, we can get somebody in before the transfer window closes, and hopefully the performance hopefully start to pick up. Get him in. I think so as well. And um, we didn't really talk about transfers, and obviously the Harry Maguire looking for a a, a, a payout holds up funds because we seem to be the only club in the Premier League to actually abide by the financial fair play rules. I know. Um, so I just and you know we'll talk about this very quickly before we actually wrap up. I don't understand why they don't use McTominay as uh, leverage to get that deal over the over the line because he, he made five subs against Spurs and didn't use McTominay once, and the biggest issue was in the midfield. So that was a message to the. That was a message higher. to the board and probably a message to McTominay and his people as well, saying, "Look, bro, it's not for you." Yeah. Uh, which is a shame because I like McSauce. So do I. But. Um, is what it is and on that note thank you very much for tuning in The United Way episode 4 we will see you again next Tuesday thank you very much subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app